Hey everybody and welcome to the sixth episode of the 52-Bit Podcast. My name is Nita. This is a podcast where for 52 weeks I will be talking about something either you or I or both of us want to talk about. So be sure to send in the topics that you want to talk about to either Twitter at 52 underscore bit podcast or on Gmail at 52bitpodcast at gmail.com. This week we will be talking about Mothman. This is for Paul Jackson. Let me double check the handle. It's my friend Paul suggested to talk about Mothman. It's at PaulJackson underscore three. So thank you so much, Paul. This week we'll be talking about Mothman. Now I want to start this uh, and preface this with, I'm presuming it is Mothman, the myth, the legend, the West Virginian folklore Mothman. When I first got this topic, I was really excited because I thought it was going to be a superhero. Mothman kind of sounds like a superhero, and my friend Paul really likes superheroes, so I was like, yes, I get to read comics, I get to do a bunch of fun stuff for this episode, and instead I'm doing a bunch of fun but very different stuff. I do want to point out, there is a Mothman in the Watchmen comics, and also the name Mothman comes from, like, the idea of Batman comics and this, like, Batman villain called Killer Moth, the Killer Moth Batman villain. But Mothman is definitely not a superhero. This Mothman that we're talking about is actually in West Virginian folklore, and I didn't know different states had their own folklore, but here we are. Apparently, it was a creature that was seen reported in this place called Point Pleasant area, in this TNT area, which is a site where they used to have munitions in World War II, and it's now just kind of desolate. And the first time Mothman was sighted was somewhere between November 15th, 1966 and December 15th, 1967. So they get this information based off of like newspaper clippings and hearsay from people who've been there. It was popularized and introduced to a wider audience in 1970, later put into a 1975 book called The Mothman Prophecies. And even to this day, there has been a movie in 2002 called The Mothman Prophecies based off the book. And the, the town, Point Pleasant, has an annual festival based off of Mothman, which I find insane. So today we're gonna go a little bit through the myth, the museum that exists for Mothman, and also the festival. And at the end, I'll tell you uh, what cryptid I would be. Let's get into it. So a little bit of history, a little hard to tell, but basically around 1966, I was just told that people would come upon this figure, this really tall, big gray figure whose eyes glowed red in the face of like car headlights. And they described it as like this, this dude with like 10 foot long wings. And they like following their car when they're leaving this like ammunitions area near Point Pleasant. And like multiple people had these sightings around this same area, which is insane. But it kind of looked like, like the eyes kind of looked like Bicycle reflectors is what the Wikipedia says. And it's it's just weird. It's it's apparently very well known in common folklore. I don't know much about cryptids or anything like that. For any of you that are confused, a cryptid is an animal whose existence is unsubstantiated. So this would be like Mothman. The Loch Ness Monster is under this. Obviously Mothman is under this. The Kraken is under this. You know, it's anything that you're like, mm, I don't think that really exists. Uh, they split them into like aquatic animals, terrestrial animals, and winged animals. So you also have like Bigfoot, 
the chupacabra, the yeti, thing called thunderbird. Wow, there's a lot here. There's a lot to look at. So if you wanted to, you could figure out like just a lot about all of these hearsay animals that have not been proven to exist but are presumed by followers of the cryptozoology pseudoscientific subculture to exist based on anecdotal or other evidence considered insufficient by mainstream science. Yeah, even as I was reading that, I was like, I don't believe this right now. My brain is like, that can't be real. But you know, if you believe, anything can be real. So specifically, Mothman is from this small area in Point Pleasant in West Virginia. A couple sightings, you know. And the crazy thing to me about this one is that this town ran with this in 2002 they started having a festival for Mothman. They were like, we need something to bring people to our town. What are we going to rally around except Mothman? So they had this festival in 2002. They estimate that 10 to 12,000 people come a year for this festival. And they have like this 12 foot tall metallic statue that was made in 2003 of Mothman, which by the way, it's terrifying. I'll link a photo down below. It's horrendous to look at. Super big, it looks like a moth is coming at you. But based off of all of this drumming up of interest and everything, they even opened a museum and research center, which you can go visit to this day if you want to. Like that's insane to me. It's super cheap too. Like admissions less than five dollars even if you're an adult and like I love going to museums but they're super expensive. So this is wild. So just a little bit on the festival. Obviously this last year the festival was postponed. They have the idea they're gonna have it again September 18th and 19th this year. So a couple of things that happen at this festival. The attractions are the museum. Um, there are some guest speakers and cosplay events which is wild to me. There's apparently entertainment. There's also bus area tours. So like of the TNT area, guided bus tours of this area. Oh, there are, there's air conditioning, comfy seats in the tour bus, just so you know. But you get to like go see the World War II bunkers where they kept the ammunition and were once part of a secret West Virginia ordinance work facility. There are no pets allowed, in case you wanted to take your pet on this tour, they're not allowed. There are obviously vendors here. It's just wild to me, because when you look at photos, this is absurd. This looks like it takes up the whole town. I don't know how large this town is. Why don't we look? Pleasant Point, West Virginia has a population of 4,146 as of 2019. That's even smaller than the town I grew up in. The town I grew up in had 8,000 people. That's absurd. Well, 8,000-ish, you know, not exactly. I'll just, I'll look it up right now. I'll look it up. Compared to the town I grew up in, the town I grew up in in 2019 had a population of 8,418. So that's like half the size of my hometown. My hometown is already pretty small. So it's insane to me. Like if you look at photos of this festival, like 10 to 12,000 people come every year for this festival to this tiny, tiny town of 4,000 people. That's amazing. There are some really cute photos of like all the food that they sell. Obviously there are a lot of vendors, but there's not like much you can see since obviously they didn't have the festival in 2020. They say the festival itself takes up about 200 to 600 blocks on Main Street. Once you cup off of Green Bridge into Point Pleasant, you go through the first traffic light and just up ahead on the left side of the epicenter of the festival. It's easy to find, just look for all the people. That's fair. They have social media websites. You can tell this is really legit. This, this is a lot. 
There are restrooms. Amazing. But past the festival, they also have a full museum. And it's, like, open right now if you wanted to go see it. It's got the Mothman statue. Um, it's got, like, the history on it. It looks pretty legit from the photos I have seen. I They put a mask on the Mothman uh, statue, which I think is funny. Yeah, the museum itself is pretty, pretty, pretty much what you expect. I think it'd be really cool because I, museums are mostly made up of things that, like, people donate to, like for people to like come and enjoy. I would really want to know like what what types of things have people donated that are related to the Mothman, like the man, the myth, the legend, the Mothman. You can apparently watch a short documentary at the museum. Yeah, it's just wild to me that all of this is like so big and I didn't know anything about it. There's this whole section in the cryptid Wikipedia page, Wikipedia cryptid wiki cryptid wiki on the the TNT area which is that area that is like north of Pleasant Point or like the area where they had the World War II ammunition. West Virginia Ordnance Works is an abandoned munitions to the north of Point Pleasant, West Virginia that dates back to the World War II. Uh, the facility during its operation manufactured ammunition and dynamite. The surrounding area is mostly forest dotted with numerous grassy clearings and thick concrete domes called igloos uh, that were used to store barrels of gunpowder. The area is also riddled with abandoned tunnels, most of which have collapsed, been sealed off, or become flooded with water. A wildlife sanctuary, Lintic Wildlife Management, now encompasses the area. In 1979, fishermen in the TNT area reported that chemicals had been left to seep into the ponds, causing it to be labeled an environmental disaster. By 1983, the TNT area was among the country's most polluted sites. It was here in the TNT area on the cold night of November 15, 1966, three days after the sighting took place, that two young couples would encounter a bizarre creature. Roger and Linda Scarberry were driving in Roger's black 57 Chevy Bel Air with Steve and Mary Millette through the area around midnight when Linda noticed, unbelievably, two large glowing red eyes in the darkness beneath the old North power plant and screamed. They soon learned that these eyes belonged to something that looked frankly human, about seven feet tall with wings folded against its back. Roger stalled in the road for a minute, inspecting the creature. The four realized immediately that the spectacle was no ordinary bird. The true horror began, however, when the creature spread its wings and pursued them down Highway 62 to the Point Pleasant city limits at speeds exceeding 100 miles an hour. Four people saw it at once. So this is what I like to think about. This could actually be a real thing. This Mothman, this seven foot tall, terrifying moth looking creature could be real. However, also think, what if it's just a bunch of teenagers messing with people? That is my favorite thing to think about. Like I know conspiracy theorists are not here for it, but I really love the idea that somebody came up with an elaborate plot to be like, hey, I'm gonna go manufacture wings at like a hundred feet wide and I'm gonna get like a super powered skateboard and I'm just gonna run after people. Like if they think they're gonna go north, it's crazy like area that used to be from World War II and like the ammunitions area, I'm gonna mess with them. Is it likely? No, but also seeing Mothman isn't likely either. So, you know, it's fine. During this, just kind of delving into Mothman and figuring out what Mothman was, cause I didn't know. One of the things I came across was also a what cryptid are you kind of quiz. And I took it in hopes that I would get Mothman. But instead I got Bunyip. I'll link it down below in case anyone wants to take it. It's on howstuffworks.com. But I got Bunyip and the, the description was, oh you, 
You're a cuddly winner most of the time, but when the going gets tough, you have a sloppy bunyip side. An Australian cryptid, bunyip lives in swamps and marshes, eating any women or children who get too close to them. Like the bunyip, you have a tendency to retreat into your den and get very swampy when you're stressed out by a deadline. Relax, kid. You got this. So most of that was accurate. I'm not a cannibal, first of all. It's wild, though, because this looks disgusting. But I would suggest everyone take, take this quiz and let me know what you are. What cryptid would you be? I'm intrigued to know. Definitely let me know. Thank you, Paul, for the the thing that I looked into this week. This was wild. Um, if anyone has anything else they want to talk about in relation to Mothman, who is very much not a superhero, and I'm very sad. I just want you all to know I was very excited. I even told friends about it, and then everyone was like, Nita, it's not. It's probably not. It's definitely not that. You don't know Mothman? How do you not know Mothman? And I was like, well, I don't know. I just don't know Mothman. I'm not that cool, guys. You know, I'm just not as cool as you. It's fine. Thank you so much, Paul. Uh, the questions of the week this week. We're running dry. Guys, send me some questions. I'm getting bored. But the questions of the week this week are, unsurprisingly, no, you're thinking something's going to change, but it's not. It's from Greenwell and Christina. So from Greenwell this week, I think this is the last question I have from you, Greenwell, is what's the best facial hair you've ever seen on someone? I don't have facial hair. Uh, I definitely did that thing as a kid in middle school where you would like tie your ponytail around the front and be like, hey, I have a beard, but uh, I can't grow, you know, a beard. There are people I know who can, but probably the best facial hair I've ever seen is this really old guy. This South Asian man once had a beard I saw that like went down to like his chest. It was like really long, kind of like, you know, that like really wise looking like super, super long beard. It's very good. He also kept it well trimmed. It wasn't like unruly. It was impressive. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that. I'm not gonna think more on it. I'm not overthinking this, I promise. Thank you, Greenwell. From Christina, we have What's a song you just totally hate? So I don't I don't want to put any artist down on here. So I already put down five movies like a couple episodes ago. But I will tell you the type of song that I hate is one that sounds like I'm gonna like it and then it ends up being racist, sexist, misogynistic. Just just like one of the worst songs. So there's like a song I've listened to that like is a bop and then I usually like save songs after I hear them. I'm like, oh this is a bop. And I try to learn the lyrics after that and I learned the lyrics to one of these songs that had was like this really cool jazz pop song. It sounded so awesome. And then I listened to the lyrics and the guy was just getting really mad because the girl like didn't reply to him on Tinder or something. I was like, wow, this is actually the worst. Like she didn't reply to you, buddy. Just move on, please. So that's like the type of song I dislike. It's one where I'm like, oh, I like this. And then I listen to the lyrics. I'm like, I don't actually like this. This is actually the worst. That's it. Cool. Thank you, Christina and Greenwell for the questions as usual. I've run out of questions from Greenwell, so in the future, if there are no questions, I'll just end up lamenting about life and asking you all questions. So if you want to sit here and listen to me ask you questions, I mean, I can do that. But at some point, somebody has to respond to me. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been on cryptids. Well, specifically Mothman. Thank you, Paul, for the topic suggestion. Next week, we're going to go through recipe readings. I have been learning to cook since I left home, but really, I've been learning to cook hardcore for maybe about the last six to eight months since, I, you know, what else do I do with my life when we are in a pandemic and working from home? 
So I just wanted to pull out some of my favorite recipes and read them because I've been learning from the internet and some of them are really good. And yeah, that's what we'll order next week. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Again, if you have anything you want to send, please message me at Twitter, 52 underscore bit podcast, or Gmail at 52bitpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Talk to you later. Bye.